I'm Mikey, the East Stands Revel. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have another story in the Wicker Saga, The Lonely Stars. So, yeah, this is another um, one of those connected standalones or like standalone stories that are in the Wicker Saga that like, it's just, it's in the same universe, according to the author. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lonely Stars is by Shadow Swimmer seventy seven, as is all the or as are all the Wicker Saga stories. Um, so you can check it out at creepypasta.wiki. Um, there is an author's note to the story. Um, this story was originally in response to Natalo's request for a story that ended with the line, "In that moment, everything became clear. I knew I could never go back." However, after the contest concluded. Shadow Swimmer 77 decided they liked the ending better without those two lines. Um, so. Thanks. But without further ado, I suppose we should do the uh, initial recommendations for the story. Uh, I'm going to recommend this one. I am also going to recommend this one. Okay. I am not going to recommend this one. Interesting. Okay. Then, well, let's uh, find out why and uh, see where it goes. See if I can be swayed one way or the other. And perhaps I <laughs> miss something that's very clear, <laughs> very obvious. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's find out. Uh, starting with the rundown featuring The Rock. Because In we don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because we don't have a, a narrator name and I'm gonna take I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this bit back for this one. So The Rock, because we don't get a narrator's name, um, is an astronaut up on the space station Libra, which is the replacement for the ISS, the International Space Station. Um three weeks ago he was supposed to be back on earth alongside his colleagues and more importantly with his wife and daughter, but due to rescheduling of the launch for the replacement astronauts and a strange anomaly, the rock has been sitting in the emergency module with the red emergency lights, his only illumination radio silence from Houston and trying to figure out how to get the main power back on this module uh, this module of the station has had no viewports like all the other ones to see outside and more importantly, see the earth and such. So it's getting, or it's been getting a bit claustrophobic for the rock. Fortunately, the main power does come back on and the rock tries to radio Houston yet again, thinking the issue was on his end. Unfortunately, when he still hears nothing back, he heads out to the heads out of the emergency module to at least see the earth for from one of the viewports from the rest of the station, only to find it missing. When the station's computer finally triangulates and calculates star positions around the station, the rock learns it has been it has somehow been fifteen thousand years with the earth missing perhaps simply far away as a result of the station teleporting forward in time, but not space, and the universe expanding. The rock is left alone on this lonely station amidst the lonely stars. Finn. So, that is uh, the rundown for the story, and I suppose we'll move on to... Everyone tolerates the Grammar Inquisitions! At this point, M- Mikey, do you have anything? <laughs> uh, the yes, although, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, so the first bit is actually dialogue, yeah, uh, so it technically gets a pass. But I won't let it have a pass, so that's why it's here. Yeah, I mean, you are 
the the E does stand for evil. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, Houston talking to the Rock. I don't know if it's solar flares, some kind of field left behind by a passing comet, or something else. We'll be moving into the area within the hour. Uh, what? What do you mean, what? So, <laughs> like, <laughs> why is Houston moving into the area within the hour? It's Shouldn't it be that, like, this entity will be moving no, into the okay, area? No, I mean, like, they should have a shuttle showing up there within the hour. No, that... That's not it either. Okay. <laughs> it's so the earth and like planets and the earth and stuff of like that are always moving. So like we're going, it, it was what I got from that was that um, the earth and the station are going to be passing through this anomaly in within the hour. That's what Houston was getting at. <laughs> uh, but it's moving towards the earth. Yeah, because that's how space works. <laughs> things are always in motion in space and things are passing. Earth passes like our solar system and the Earth pass through all kinds of weird shit. We're currently in a cl in a space cloud right now, um, according to uh, uh, astrologers. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like we're currently in a in a nebula or like in like a sp in a large like expanse of space. That's just like um, like a, a debris cloud. So like we're constantly passing through like weird like things and stuff like that all right <laughs> yeah well I, I felt like it they registered it and they were like it basically it will be upon them I, yeah, fair in enough. an hour like the like that that's the the wording would have been a bit better than <laughs> it was like it's going like we're going to hit it or it's gonna take effect or something like just not will be moving into the area within the hour because i mean the space station itself is moving around the earth yeah so it must be that big <laughs> but okay yeah fair i gotta say this mm -hmm. out of the three of us we all all three of us had a different view of what that meant <laughs> so it, there probably needs to be some wording changed one way or another maybe mm -hmm. a little bit of clarification yeah Okay. And I do do. And then my next note here is just a generalized uh uh everybody loves italicized dialogue flashback <laughs> text, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. Is that why you didn't like it, uh like uh, uh gamer? <laughs> yeah, maybe subconsciously. <laughs> <laughs> like it's funny too because like all of the but not not all not all um but a, a lot of the the past dialogue is uh is also in italics like but they have quotes but then for some reason like the dialogue like like the dialogue for example from like his shipmates like leaving him and like him waiting for the ruskies and stuff like that that's all that 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 dialogue is in, in italics, but all the dialogue that is like in the present, like when he's like trying to get a hold of Houston stuff, that's not in italics. But then we have yeah, like I have a note on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> and then, grammar, but yeah. Yeah. And then but then yeah, you get down to like the the memories of his like his daughter and his mom or and his wife talking to him and stuff. That's just in italics and not not and not quotations. I thought it was weird, but I was gonna let it pass. It's like, oh well, it's like I can I, I was able to visualize that as like a memory, it's fine. <laughs> but apparently not. <laughs> the problem is it's all a memory. It's all in the past. Even when he's talking about Houston, it's in the past. He's not remembering only. what they said. Yeah. Cause at the point when Houston is saying words, he doesn't have contact with them. So all of it is a memory. So either all of it should be italics or all of it should be quotes. That's well, no, that's, that's my the, point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're like, but like, but no, like the the first thing he says, like Houston, come in. This UN uh, station, space station, Libra, come in, Houston. Like the very first thing we hear, we read in the story, that is actually in the now. And then yes, you're right. But yeah, you're right. The very everything like, else though. Yeah, everything else though, like that is should be a memory. Should be both italics and quotations because yes, it is dialogue. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I. Eh? If it's a memory, then you're. Th 
<laughs> I guess it will. Yeah. Why not? yeah. <laughs> All right. Then I have a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It was photos of this breathtaking panorama that had first driven me into the NASA program almost 20 years ago. So what better way to spend a week than by gazing at the world in all its glory? It was good advice. But I'm blind and deaf in here. But now, but, but I know you will anyway. And I won't stop you. It takes the station's computer two hours to identify our position. Finn. <laughs> it sounded as though like he was like being a little silly and cartoonish. It was like, it was like the panorama view is like what got me to uh, like propelled me to NASA. Yeah, just like it just folded up and just pro- like slapped him into NASA's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very literally. <laughs> It's like, all right, you're going up to space. <laughs> Too bad I'm deaf and blind. <laughs> uh, wow, like true isolation in space. <laughs> but yeah, for those unaware, Mikey does these strings of sentences to highlight all the sentences in a story that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like it sends or butts, because it's always better words to you. Yeah. And I will say that the uh but i know you'll you will anyways one would have gotten a pass perhaps if it had, had quotations because it's dialogue technically but <laughs> that's like the cheat for anything if it's technically yeah. dialogue <laughs> yeah, yeah well it works because that's how human language how human speech works <laughs> but it's not it is though we are always not, using short forms do you not see the joke i just i just started a sentence with but. oh i'm so dumb <laughs> You're supposed to call me out and be like, see? But <laughs> see? Oh, you're right. <laughs> but uh yeah. Um Gamer, do you have anything for the for the grammar and yell? Uh yeah, I think I got a little bit left. Let's see. Um so yeah, early on there like describes the situation and then says that his replacement should should have been here by now. And then it cuts to a few lines of dialogue saying, like, are you sure you'll be all right up there by yourself, mate? And sure, somebody's got to keep the lights on, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then it cuts out of it. Problem being, there's no context to that dialogue. And I kind of feel like it should say something like, when I last contacted the ground, they said, bleh. No, it just oh, kind of cuts to it out of nowhere. I I kind of understood what, what I kind of got through the context from earlier, because like he said, um, like three weeks ago, like uh, I was supposed to be out of here three weeks ago with the British and Chinese astronauts who came up with me. Like that's in like the second to last sentence of the par- of the of the last paragraph, and then it cuts to this. And honestly, the "you sure you'll be all right up here by yourself, mate?" is I insinuate as like okay, it's the British astronaut talking to the Rock <laughs> in the past. Oh, it's them. So it's the British and the Chinese ones went back down yes yeah and and one person had to stay up because like to keep an eye out like ma- like keep maintenance and stuff on the on the shit on the station while the replacements before the uh, for the replacements to show up like they couldn't leave they couldn't leave some uh nobody on the station while um like they couldn't leave the station unattended basically okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i get it now but again it wasn't clear reading it the first time i thought like that was last transmission with Houston. But oh, no, it's, okay. Yeah, no, it's yeah. It's oh. the other two people that were up here, there with him. They went back, and he stayed up there by himself. You know, I wonder yeah. if maybe if this story had like horizontal lines to break up these 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 bits it of like past dialogue. Yeah. Putting I mean, a line it, in there doesn't. That's yeah. the thing. Like it, yeah, the story. Yeah, okay. yeah. You, you know what it is? It needs to be Australian instead of British. Because then Gamer probably would have picked up on the mate. <laughs> you mate want mate? That, that. <laughs> I, I really would have. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, the story is trying to be like kind of like is kind of trying to, is is trying to ha- incorporate like past and like 
past memories with like present day situation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even it, the line of being like, I hated uh, that I had to stay up here while they left or something like th- there's the context of it technically is in the dialogue itself. There's no setup to the dialogue to tell you where this dialogue is coming from. Yeah, the dialogue is, or the context is in like the previous paragraph, but it's like you had to read between the lines. But only if you get it, because I missed that as well. Yeah. (laughs) This is not going well for me. No, I'm sorry, man. Like, like, I I also don't know like how to, how to like, like really like how to make it, how to make it more clear without like kind of cheapening the, the memory stuff. (laughs) It basically just needs something in there to say that I'm cutting to a flashback of when um the other two people left and i had to stay but it's it does do that in the story with the italics (laughs) but the italics unfortunately are also not great because like you like we've brought up on the show time and time again they're hard to notice sometimes (laughs) oh because is this quote and italics yeah that doesn't change anything so like, what if what if it was in like I don't know like I, I don't know what how to help how to fix this for you. Basically, the last line of the previous paragraph should be the part where it says I was supposed to be out of here three three weeks ago with the British and Chinese astronauts who came up with me, but unfortunately, um, I had to stay behind. And then it cuts to the dialogue. I guess because it cuts to other stuff before the dialogue, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it kind could, of guess pulls me out of the moment of of that moment and brings up another moment, and then it switches to this moment, which is technically the previous moment, but I thought it was a third moment. My brain yeah. was all over the place. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 I guess I guess you could like maybe rework, retool like the previous paragraph so that like the the subject mm-hmm. of like the of the of the flashback is going to be in the next uh, in the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's gonna be at the end, like so. Like the context will be at the end of that paragraph before you dive into this like flashback. So yeah, hmm. just so it's not coming out of left town, basically. Yeah. And we talked about quotes and such. Uh, and then actually at the end, the quote is: "It takes the station's computer two hours to identify our position." Finally, it finds enough stars to triangulate where we are, exactly where we should be, two weeks after the last measurements were taken. Yeah. So why is it R, and why is it we? He's up there by himself. Well, because um, I, he's yeah. he's become friends with the onboard computer. Honestly, I just kind of <laughs> that like he's 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 including himself and the space station, but like. Yep. Not in like a not in a not in a way that like oh like I'm uh space station is now my friend. Like it's just like it's just like the space station and him are now exactly where we're supposed to be. If you were out yeah. driving by yourself and you were lost, would you yeah. say, I don't know where we are? Or would you think that like I don't know where we well, are? You'd be like, I don't know where I am. Where the fuck am I? Okay. It, no, but you it, have to yeah. You have to think in nautical terms. Because mm-hmm. in space you're uh on the open seas of space uh so a captain would name his ship and treat the ship as its own being so because he's up there on the space station and he's the only one there it's his ship yeah, that's that's kind of like you wouldn't say that for a car, like if you're in like no like, lost in a car, but like with the space station and like with or with a ship or anything like that, it's sort of different than a car because it is sort of a named thing. And like it has it's yeah, like it has a character. It's like a weird like it doesn't have a character, but it has a character kind of th- connotation to it that uh, it, when it comes to like nautical stuff and like space stuff. So. Or there's also <laughs> the other option that he's going crazy because of isolation. And that's yeah, he... what I wanted to have happen in this story, and it didn't happen. I think 
I kind of like that it didn't happen because like that happens too often in these kind of stories. And like the fact that like the character is in notes. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, I think (laughs) it should just be singular because he's up there by himself. That's the whole point of the whole story. He's by himself. And then all of a sudden there's plurals at the end for no reason. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, that's the end of my grammar. All right. Uh, Then I suppose we'll move on to actual thoughts. Uh, I'm going to start with this thing here. Libra was designed as a successor to the International Space Station. Did you guys know that NASA does plan on retiring the International Space Station? And like, yes, having it fall out of orbit into a section of of the Pacific Ocean that is like completely isolated called Point Nemo. And it's scheduled to be dropped in 2031. (laughs) They're just gonna drop it in the ocean. Yeah, that's what they're. That's they. they it's the Point Nemo is like this, like really isolated, like far point in the in like barren, isolated part in the in the Pacific Ocean. That's also dubbed the uh, the space uh, the the uh, space station graveyard. <laughs> okay, that's part well, where they plan to just drop it, <laughs> or like or like have it like have it like basically pu- uh, like push it out of orbit, like push it out of like an orbit so that it starts dropping down in that in uh, in that area uh, on a trajectory course. Yeah, well, it's because it's old technology. Like you, yeah. you got to like they are planning rebuild on and, Yeah. 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 So it, it's one of those things where it's great for what it is doing right now, but you can only retrofit it so much before yeah. the systems can't handle anything new and then you've got to send a new one up. Yeah. So, and that's oh, what I get that. Planning. It's just kind of weird that they're <laughs> wanting to crash land it into the planet. Like, what if something goes wrong with that? Th- planet? That's well, yeah, but and like then it lands well, on the land or in well, a city. <laughs> it, it, it's NASA. They figured it out. <laughs> let's just hope like, that. The, the, let's just hope we're not reading a creepy pasta in like 2035 about like or like we're not re- we're not mean, living a creepy. I was gonna say we're not we're not living a we're we're not living a true sci-fi creepypasta like in 2031. We're like, and in other news, the uh, International Space Station landed in Madrid, Mm -hmm. killing thousands. It's like, oh god, bad time. Yeah, yeah, due to an unexpected hurricane that threw it off course. God. Yeah. Um. This also kind of like gave me a timeline roughly of like when this story was taking place because it's like somewhere in like somewhere after like the 2030s, basically, like sometime like Mm -hmm. roughly after the 2030s, Mm -hmm. like at least early later, late enough that like there is a a space station uh, Libra up there, but like early enough that like he's referencing in his notes or in his in his in the in the dialogue or in the uh, the narrative that it was the replacement for the previous station and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I thought that was, I, I, it kind of gave me a, like at least a rough timeline of when this was taking place and such, but, um, but yeah, I'll move on to the next thing I have here. I unsealed the airlock and moved to the next module. I chuckled to myself. Maybe I'll be able to see my replacements shuttle. I peer through the viewport. Then frantically, I move from module to module, looking through each porthole in turn, the pit growing deeper with each passing moment. She doesn't want you to go. She's a kid. Of course she doesn't want me to go. I don't want you to go either. I know, but... But I know you will go... But I know you will anyway, and I can't... And I won't stop you. I love you, babe. I love you too. Always. And then it kind of goes on as like revealing that the earth isn't there. Um, yeah. When, when it said the emergency module didn't have viewports earlier in the story, um, when I was like reading, reading the story, I kind of had a feeling that we were going, he was going to get out of that emergency module when all was, when, when the dust had settled and he was going to see like a decimated earth or like no earth at all and such. Um, and Obviously, we got the no Earth at all scenario. Um, as far as space horror goes, I can 
only imagine this is like a common nightmare for astronauts to have on the ISS right now. <laughs> like yeah. waking up and the Earth is just gone. <laughs> like that is like a nightmare. Like that is 100% like that has definitely got to be a fear, like an irrational fear, but a fear nonetheless that, that some astronauts have while they're on the International Space Station. Just waking up. Is that irrational? Because like she can go like. Well, like, yeah, like, like, well, irrational in that like the Earth. I mean, it's just inconceivable. Like, uh, like, it, it, like it could technically. It's like that. It's like that. That like point nine 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 chance of it happening of like the Earth just completely vanishing. But like, yeah, like waking up and like <laughs> I, and I'm more Earth. along the lines of him drifting somewhere else in space and not knowing where he is. Yeah, no, that that also would be a thing. Yeah, or That's like yeah, where quote unquote Earth disappeared. It's basically yeah. he moved. Yeah, but I mean, like it's it's just such like it is a possibility, but it's like it's a slim chance <laughs> even like, mm-hmm. uh, but like to have that happen, like that is literally like the worst case scenario. <laughs> yes. But you always have um, to plan for the worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, also, I'm guessing that as a result of the emergency situation, he wasn't able to leave the emergency module since it had like the only stable life support uh, or the doors were sealed until like main power came back on. It doesn't really say specifically like why he didn't leave the emergency module to see what happened to the earth earlier, like in those two or three weeks. Well, it said that like, it's supposed to boot itself back up and then open the door and let him out once. It's oh, okay. clear. did he actually but, say, I I, yeah. knew, I know that it said like uh, it was supposed to boot itself up. I didn't, I don't think I read that it was supposed to, that the doors were going to open up. Did that actually say that? That's what I assumed. Like the emergency yeah. lights would go off and then. It, the door would open and be like, okay, it's safe to come out now. But yeah. he was waiting too long. And it's like, I want to get the hell out of here. I'm going to punch this wall. Oh, that worked. And, and, and again, I, I do want to actually preface this. It didn't actually bug me that it didn't bring up like specifically that the door would like, like were locked or anything like that for him. It's just, I, I just noted while I was reading, I was like, I don't think it actually noted, said that. Like, so like, why didn't he, I, I guess I, I, in my head, I kind of just like used what, what, what material I had in the story and just like assumed that, um, like the, it, the, the doors wouldn't open unless the power, the main power was back on. So, but it, I don't know. It was like, I, I like, it's like, I guess there could have been a, like a, like a line or like something in here to say that like he was locked in that emergency thing while the power was off or while the, the emergency power was on. The main system is powered by exterior solar panels. Yeah. The system had been tested and retested to automatically restart in the event of a catastrophic failure. Mm-hmm. So I took that as like when shit's yeah. going when you're in emergency mode, it'll reset itself. Yeah. But I'm just like, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. It's just like, it could have also added like, and the doors would be locked for the emergency module until then kind of thing. One can assume it was locked. Otherwise he would just open the door anyways. Like it doesn't matter if the lights are on or not. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm again, this is like, I'm just, I'm proposing this even though like, I don't like, I was fine with the story as it was, but like, I'm just proposing it because it was like, I did take note of it when I read it, but then I like passed it by. So it would make it better for sure. Uh, And then my last thing here, or my last quote, the rest of the universe though, is a little off ahead of itself by about 1500 years in my gut. I'd already known that though. I'd known when I looked through the viewport and didn't see the big, beautiful earth shining below me, just the dark, empty blackness of space filled by only a few lonely stars appropriately credits <laughs> um yeah damn i thought the anomaly would have like pulled him away from the earth spatially like that's what i was kind of assuming because like hence like how else does the earth go away unless it's like something catastrophic and i'm pretty sure you'd feel that on the space station in orbit <laughs> but like i wasn't expecting it to be temporally like pulled away like similarly to what i said earlier like that would be a pretty gut-wrenching feeling of just like the sort of like realizing you're you're out of like not only are you like far away from earth but apparently you've slipped through time 1500 years and like the universe has expanded enough that like you weren't uh, and you were not like locked to anything so you're exactly where you were but the earth has moved 1500 years <laughs> away from you um 
it's it's sort of that situation um it's sort of like the same kind of like vibe i got from or you, you kind of get from uh, the original planet of the apes movie uh spoilers <laughs> i guess <laughs> where okay. um spoilers for like a movie from like the 50s or 60s yeah. um planet of the apes they thought they had moved they'd gone to like a uh to a uh, a new planet but it turned out they went through a time portal or like a wormhole that sent them forward in time and it was just they went back to earth in the future where like the planet of the apes was so planet of the apes was earth all along guys um <laughs> but um I mean, wasn't that in the advertising because it has like the no. uh or am i thinking of something I might be thinking it, of the day after tomorrow. It's the big like reveal. Yeah, it's the big reveal at the end of Planet of the Apes, like when the, when he he's like running, walking or uh, riding across the uh, the beach, and he sees the Statue of Liberty like half buried in the sand. Yeah, and it's like you maniacs, you blew it up, and that's when he realized he's not. It's not a distant planet. He's been on Earth this whole time, because um, yeah. they passed through a wormhole uh, at the very very beginning of the movie. Um, but um, also, isn't that kind of the isn't that the start of a phantom dust gamer <laughs> they, uh, they go through a portal and end up like as astronauts and come back to earth like in the future or something yeah <laughs> actually <laughs> <laughs> like it just like clued is like wait is it did, did, did phantom Dust just take that from from planet of the apes <laughs> yeah he was an astronaut shit happened in space and then I don't know if it's Earth in the future. It might have been some other planet, but basically he's the only one there and he gets weird superpowers and he... Spoilers to Phantom <laughs> Dust. <laughs> he creates basically an entire world of people just through his imagination, but he's not aware of it. Right. Because he's an esper now. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to, the, back to my, my notes and stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, also, I was curious about this with the computer triangulating and calculating like the star positions and stuff like that i had heard about that but like it was mostly in like sci-fi st- movies and, st- and shows and stuff like star trek but i actually like quickly like i checked it like i like i googled it uh after reading the story and it is actually possible to calculate stellar drift which is because the stars are always moving like everything in space is always moving because it's ex- always expanding um technically our solar system and our planet are a spaceship for us we are constantly traveling through space right now yeah (laughs) like we're not stationary in space we are constantly moving so like that's that's what stellar drift is and it can be calculated um to figure out like uh how long it's been since like since a star was in one position to another so yeah that's that's... one question i was having is like how does he know the timeline he he was able to calculate it like that's yeah yeah uh no the the problem is uh, how is the computer calculating the timeline? Because there are stars that come and go and disappear and whatnot. Like uh, the base explanation is like a few hundred years ago, uh, somebody did a painting with uh, stars in it, and it's missing a couple stars because they weren't in the night sky when it was painted. Yeah. Well, he did have a he did have a jumping off point for his computer to calculate because he did have the uh, the recordings he did two two weeks uh, before, like right before the anomaly hit. Um, he did have like that's true those those star charts. Like it does say that like um the yeah, but and, that far in the future, like how it'd be so different that I feel like you wouldn't really be able to calculate how different it is. Yeah, you know? that's what I said. Like he was like the computer after the computer was able to like triangulate some of the stars. Like he was able to get a proper um or some do some uh having do some proper calculations but and it is kind of like calculations is my problem but yeah it is it is a few it is also a couple of decades in the future like the computer so like maybe it's smarter than normal than even our computers nowadays maybe i don't know it's definitely like not in like it's not science fantasy in this case for me it was definitely like this is feasible or this is this is definitely plausible basically i was treating it like realistic modern day stuff but i don't know <laughs> it almost seems like it's like mass effect or star trek no it's it's not it's actually like it it is actually possible to do it um and it's it's more like hard science fiction than than i'd say than um mm-hmm. than like straight up science fiction yeah 
yeah, it's within the realm of possibilities. That that's what I was kind of getting at. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, yeah. Uh, but that is uh, my actual thoughts for this story because, uh, yeah, that whole like stellar drift thing, like like him, like just only the the anomaly apparently like temporally uh, putting the space station like fifteen hundred years in the future in the same spot, but not the same spot where the Earth is. Like that is both really cool and horrifying as a situation. It's like it's cool on a scientific level, horrifying on the personal level. So, but uh, yeah, uh, Mikey, these stands for evil. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, the first actual thought I have was a question that i pondered which is uh is his surviving for a couple of weeks on the international space station believable and to which my response is yes uh because there was a group of three astronauts that were stuck on the international space station for an extra 191 days past their mission and jesus <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is this so, is real. <laughs> this actually happened. Yeah. Uh so that that's yeah, that actually happened. So it's gives you a bit of a thought process of well, okay. But then the the other thing is the main power is solar power or explained the solar power in the story. Yeah. So and I did a quick search, and if uh, the space station didn't have power, how long would it last? And the answer is not long. Uh, like, if they lost power and couldn't bring it back on, they would lose the ability to uh, scrub the air. Mm. So, but then... the solar panels broke? Well, yeah. if main the sun went out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the sun went um, out. There's a, whole, that's, there's a whole lot of more problems. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if the solar panels just broke, like the wiring broke, and they weren't able to fix it. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. my one little kind of like counter to that argument of like, oh, they wouldn't have that much power. That was the ISS. This yeah. is the upgraded Lib- uh, uh, the upgraded yeah. space station. So yeah, yeah, and, and the story does say emergency power. So with that, I'll give it a pass because uh, NASA is known to build in redundancies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so could it last two weeks? It's debatable, but it's we don't know what the emergency power would be on a space station that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we don't even really have a time frame for this, do we? We we have we know that it's after twenty thirty one, or probably actually, honestly, it's probably after the twenty thirties entirely because it doesn't like they're not gonna they're they're not gonna build a build a uh, they're not just gonna like poof a space station's in orbit. It they, it takes about it, it probably takes about a decade to build a space station in orbit. <laughs> when was was the story written? The story was written. This story. Yeah. I think it was written pretty recently. Um, okay, I'm just basically was this written theoretically with knowledge of a rough timeline when the next one's going up, I'm, aka I'm, how you're connecting it to 2030 because there's no time frame in your regard. I'm I'm giving it 2030 because that's when the International Space Station's draw, uh, being retired. That's what and I'm then saying. and then it takes about a decade or so to like. So I, I, it gave me a rough timeline of when this, like when this was probably taking place. Yes, but the story itself does not. Yeah. So this, this could be the replacement to the replacement for all we know. No, it says it, it replaced the ISS, which is the International Space Station. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. Uh, also, this story was written in March of 2015. But oh, that's, damn. Okay. That's still like I mean that they they've they've had that I they, we've known that like they were going to be retiring the ISS for a while. So. Mm-hmm. So, my my next actual thought here is when he looked out the window Mm -hmm. at the end. Yeah. uh, 
I was expecting either a planet that wasn't Earth or dogscape. God damn it. <laughs> this is the this is the canonical expl- like I mean did, I can't remember in Dogscape, did we not get, we didn't get like anything like from ISS, right? Or like anything from like the space station, like looking at the Earth seeing like the or I thought it was like aliens or something. Anyways, yeah, sorry. Um Yeah. 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 Uh or uh the other thought was uh have a disc because God damn um it. The explanation is that there's solar flares or some kind of field left by a passing comet. Mm-hmm. So if it passed through the Earth with the space station, then there'd literally be a disc ripped out of the Earth and brought with him. What? <laughs> oh, well, a... think a wave, okay? Yeah. Going through space. Yeah. And it cuts the Earth in half. That's that's not how solar. That's not how our Earth's at ionosphere works. Well, but <laughs> we don't know what this thing is. True. Yeah, it could that yeah, it, it, it affected been, the space station. Yeah, it could have been like so, a gravitonic wave that just like split the Earth in half. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know how weird that would be to look out the window and you literally see this weird disc <laughs> actually you know, honestly like if you if you've seen them if you played the video game guardians of the galaxy by uh uh not, i think it's crystal crystal dynamics the um like that 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 new that kind of like new like squad based uh guardians of the galaxy game um it actually has a planet that's just sliced like literally sliced into like it just into uh <laughs> into discs so i can't imagine mm-hmm. that <laughs> <laughs> it looks really yeah funny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that that would also be cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would also be really horrible because it's like, oh yeah, no, everyone's dead on that planet because <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, the other thought is that this sort of reminded me of um, Farscape because Farscape goes through a wormhole and ends yep. up on the other side of the galaxy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, his uh yeah, the the main character is doing like a uh pro has a prototype starship or like a prototype ship that can like leave or leave leave uh atmosphere and go into space and then come back down. Mhm. And then just happens to oops into a wormhole. <laughs> yeah, one does. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good show. And <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just getting memories of Farscape. <laughs> um, and then uh, my last actual thought here is that I like that he removed those two lines from the end. Yeah. Because they really don't add anything. Yeah, I like I like I like how it ends as it is now. Like I'm glad the context yeah. is still there though, so we know how he got to this position in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's the end of my actual thoughts. Okay. Gamer. <laughs> Let's see. So in regards to him not being able to contact Houston, mm-hmm. it I kind of may have talked about this a little bit, but it's possible that his comm system is just dead, and that's why he can't get through, basically. Like, yeah. And if some random damage happened to the space station that he wasn't aware of, with enough damage done, it's possible that like they don't have the location of the station either. Like, they being Houston, so they can't just send someone directly up to, to get them, because they don't know where the station is anymore, you know? Yeah. Because it could have drifted off orbit or something. Yeah, that's kind of what I think it says like for him and on his end, like he he had been keeping the voices at bay and like not panicking because he figured the problem was because of the emergency power. He didn't have a strong enough like signal or like something was wasn't working on his end for like the for the comms in the emergency module. Hmm. And then when the power came back on and he still wasn't getting any word, that's when he started to panic a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, honestly, my only other note. Actually, no, there's two more notes. Um, my next note in regards to the ending, honestly, we kind of talked about, we're just mm-hmm. like, I didn't understand how he could possibly know that it's been 1500 years specifically, but it seems yeah. like a stretch, but we kind of talked about that. Yeah. 
But the other way I saw it is like, he looks out the window. There's no Earther anymore. Where the fuck am I? It's entirely possible that, like I said before, if his if the space station took some damage, it just kind of rotated. So like the window that he's looking at where there was the <laughs> he's space, freaking out. yeah, he's still just outside, still orbiting uh, Earth, but he's just facing the wrong way. So it's like Earth's not there anymore. Oh my God! Meanwhile, it's like in the window behind him, <laughs> or like or like it's on it's on it's it's it's. it's uh, it's on the side where, like, all the where there's just panels. There's no like windows, so he can't. Yeah. He physically cannot see. He'd have to do a spacewalk yeah. to make mm-hmm. sure. I think that would have also been like even more horrifying. Is him like I? I eventually like risk taking a space, uh, doing a doing a spacewalk, just to see if maybe I could see anything. But I then I could then I realized I couldn't. It's like, yeah. If you like get like full 360 degree confirmation that yeah, you know, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> Yeah, at that point, just cut the line and just float out into space and be done with it. Yeah, but no, that's definitely like oh god, it's like it's like being at the bottom of the ocean. It's like just that kind of that that hmm. uh, that uh, that kind of like isolation fear. <laughs> it's just like oh. <laughs> but that kind of goes into my next note here, where there really isn't too much in here for like isolation based horror or insanity based horror with the voices in his head like it's set up that it doesn't follow up on like nothing really I think happens so this I think it's because the story wasn't focusing on like the person like going slowly mad it was all kind of for a build up for that last moment that last re- realization is like the earth is gone you're he's left alone in the dark in in the dark void of space alone like that's that's the whole point of the story has been le- just leading up to that rev- to that that moment at the end of the story when the character realizes how fucked he is. Yes, yeah, it wasn't really a, an isolation. It wasn't like super. It wasn't like trying to build an isolated uh, like an isolation like thing where he's spiraling into madness because of his isolation. It was trying to do something different with that kind of theme. But it's also not, at least to me, it's not mm-hmm. exactly creepy. Like that's been like in action movies and stuff before, like sending the bad guy to a different dimension. He's gone now. Okay. That's fine. Like same sort of thing. Like it's not scary per se. Like sure. It's scary for him, but like there's a lot of things that are personally scary for someone, but it's not necessarily horror, you know? And I don't really view this as horror. Really? (laughs) Yeah. All right. I, and it is sort of a subjective thing too. Like, but I don't know. Like, uh, I I have to disagree with you, honestly. Like, this to me is terrifying. <laughs> okay. By the end, like at least like the connot the, the connotation at the end is just terrifying. Like, just realizing that he's like just how fucked he is, and the fact that it ends off with no chance of no no hope of rescue or anything like that. Just like, no, he's just in the empty blackness of space, filled by only a few lonely stars. It's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair okay <laughs> well, yeah that's the end of my notes all right um i suppose we'll move on to final thoughts then uh i mean i'm still gonna recommend it um i thought it was a succinct short sci-fi horror story so yeah kudos mikey these stands for you um i still like it it um sort of was wondering where it was going although i sort of knew well it unfortunately the author's note at the beginning does sort of ruin the ending because you sort of have an idea of like well you have an idea of where it's going because the supposed last two lines of what this would be but then you decide to remove them but having those two lines in your head you go okay well something's gonna move or some because he can never go back right yeah it could also uh, mean like he ends up killing a guy at the end it's like okay i can never go back to like a normal life anymore like yeah. i'm gonna be on the run forever that kind of view that, yeah, that's true but then we we get space yeah so <laughs> yeah it doesn't turn into murder on the space station libra it turns into like just the lonely stars. Now, <laughs> if he went crazy and then killed his uh, his shipmate that wasn't actually there, 
Yeah, that could have been interesting. That could have been interesting, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, overall, uh, it doesn't overstay its welcome. And I would have liked there to be something more in the emptiness of space. Like I said, like a, a disc of the earth, <laughs> like just a uh, piece of. Oh, okay. Here's here's something actually that might have been cool. What if, like, he looked down, and he did see the Russian space station, uh, the uh, the Russian space shuttle, like sheared in half from the anomaly as well, and just like drifting bodies. <laughs> so both of them got pushed through. Yeah, like basically, like as the Russians were coming up, the anomaly went through, but only took half of the shuttle <laughs> with yeah. it. Yeah, th- that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the, like just the emptiness of space is like looking into the emptiness of being underwater. Yeah, which <laughs> like... <laughs> some people are terrified of that, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> I but... definitely have some philosophia. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's that's actually it's the yeah it's the fear of uh it's fear of the of like the deep basically. <laughs> of, like, Subnautica. Yeah. Yes, I love it. And I, <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm a I'm a sadist. Is it is a masochist or a sadist? I don't know. Yeah, I'm a masochist. <laughs> Okay, fair. I love it when the reap when the Reaper Leviathan comes out of nowhere and fucking destroys my shuttle and kills me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes i'm yes i'm filled with anxiety and dread as i'm swimming through the darkness but i still love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like i was saying as it is the vastness of space is terrifying so it's still in my opinion a, a good ending uh the 1500 years um the I feel would have been potentially better if he stated uh a distance. So like uh, I did a quick calculation uh based on how far the earth moves in a year and uh times fifteen hundred and you get roughly 876 billion miles damn what's that in light years <laughs> it, it's not even one light year it's oh god like <laughs> yeah okay that five yeah. trillion away from a light year <laughs> yeah fair okay <laughs> yeah light years are big <laughs> yeah light years are big <laughs> so but i feel like that distance would have uh potentially been a better way to end it like True. to say i'm really far away from earth and <laughs> so many no billion miles <laughs> as opposed to 1500 years it's like uh yeah that, but yeah, 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 that's like, what really yeah. bugged me like i again we talked about it before i don't need to really I think bring it up again but yeah. the time thing bugged me I, I think it's also just because well, i think the i think it's just because like that's also like sometimes how astronaut or how like astrologers and scientists and nasa measure the distance of space is also with time as well yeah because the whole like Mm -hmm. relativity thing Mm -hmm. because like like time is local so like traveling to like one part of the of the solar system even or like beyond the solar system it's like going to take thousands of years or hundreds of years Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah so uh where am i going with this yeah, so I I still recommend this. <laughs> okay. And gamer. Yeah, for me, I I missed a couple of things that weren't very clearly stated, and there's a handful of things in the story that bothered me to the point that like I just I didn't enjoy the read. Like as a space based lo- um like as a space story of a of an astronaut being lost in space and him not being able to get home, it's written well for that. But if you're trying to creep me out, it's not really doing it. That's the way I was seeing it because there's so many ways that it could have gotten creepy and weird, especially because it's set up that he needs to keep the voices at bay. But like 
and you could have done a lot with all the voices in his head, but it just it doesn't show up because he's doing such a good job with that. Like, good on him. But I'm not necessarily reading creepypastas to have the protagonist do a good job and not encounter anything bad. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like if you watch a movie, like, and the the cre- the the main character like always avoids the the creature, never like the car starts every single time. They never check out the basements, like, it's and then the world ends because like that that, that I think that's the thing you're kind of missing here is like, yeah, he did a good job at getting keeping the the voices at bay, so he's not having any like existential horror through his journey up to the ending. And then when he finally like gets out of the, the emergency module, because the powers come back on and then it just all hits him like a fucking sack of bricks because the earth is gone and he's lost in space. Or and there's no way the station is just rotated and he can't tell. Sure. Because <laughs> there's no proof uh, there. But I, I would assume that the computer trying to triangulate stars and like, and, uh, and doing the calculations would tell him that, oh, no, the Earth's just on the other side. <laughs> but if the computer is yeah. functioning 100% pro- like properly, like if you actually yeah. went through some weird portal, do you think the GPS on the fucking like, computer would work for 100% after that? Like, it's entirely possible that electronics kind of got buggered a little bit. And yeah. It's not doing readings correctly. So it's like, I don't know where the fuck you are. Meanwhile, it's just like over there. Yeah. Well, and it, if, if the story had kept going, it's like, oh, and then he got rescued like there, then he like, this isn't a horror story. It's a sci-fi story. But the fact that it just ends there, that's what turns it into a horror story. Cause like, we don't get to find out if he's okay or not. We're just, he, we're, we, we cut, we fade to black as he, as his, as his story ends in space. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But yeah. But, yeah, fair. If you yeah, if if you were expecting more than or expecting something different than yeah. Yeah, basically for everything that happened, I saw the mundane explanation for it mm-hmm. and I couldn't get my brain away from that. So the whole thing was just a mundane thing that happened to him. Okay. So it kind of left me disappointed by the end, especially cuz it didn't do any psychological or isolation or claustrophobic really horror really. Like it very briefly touched on the claustrophobia, but it didn't really go hard on it. And I wish it went hard on something. It was just soft on everything. <laughs> Until the very, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop trying to like <laughs> badger on that ending part. So <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, for me, as a story to potentially creep me out, it didn't really do it for me. As a sci-fi story, it's written well enough. It's just there's not enough creep in it, in my opinion. Gotcha. So for that reason, mm-hmm. I can't recommend this. One. Okay. Also, I just realized none of us touched on the image. <laughs> They're stars. It's just yeah, it, yeah. It, I kind of, I kind of. One critique I will give of this, this, the star, the star map that is given us to as an image could have used a little less, a few less stars. <laughs> Why? To be a little bit more like black and dark, and just like, just like a more of a void than. Why? It's not like this is creepy. <laughs> I fucking hate you. See, it's so bright and colorful about the stars. Uh, it's not a horror story. <laughs> so that has been this week's episode. Uh, two recommendations. This is my wrong opinion, of course. <laughs> well, no, you are. You are. You, it, again, fear is subjective. Like mm. what I find scary, you can, you may not find scary, and often do not find scary, mm. <laughs> or even creepy. So it's it's. Yeah, that's just the, the way story like the way the way horror works is like sometimes yeah. you like like some per, some people find like zombies incredibly terrifying. I find them cheesy and fun to and fun to watch die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> all different uh, yeah, all different people. Um, I guess with that, we're giving the story two recommendations, one non recommendation. Uh, use this as you will, like if you depending on who uh, who who you kind of vibe with more <laughs> uh to going into the story mm-hmm. um and uh yeah that has been this week's episode so if you like what you heard or if you didn't leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted uh we're all on twitter mikey is at the east stands for evil the gamer in yellow is at the gamer in yellow but without the w because name is very long yeah and now i'm at review cultist 
You can also send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tiers with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely because you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void of space with all those lonely stars. <laughs> and if you didn't write these stories and post them online for people to read and share and, and like or dislike and what have you, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, D's 10 Feeble. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well in space! <laughs>